Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary, and all my patrons, you're my star baker's patrons, because uh, I wouldn't be able to bake this cake without you. Uh, it's time for Sleep With Me, podcast that puts you to sleep. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble, getting to sleep, trouble, staying asleep? Well, welcome this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, physical sensations, changes in time or temperature or can, you know, whatever it is. So stuff that could be on your mind that you're thinking about, uh, like past, present or future. It could be anything you're experiencing emotionally coming up for you or feeling physically, or it could just be some change or just some situation uh, just like the Fresh Prince once said, uh, I think this was before, he was just a, fr- you know, he was just a Fresh Prince. Of, I think he was just a fr- he wasn't just a Fresh Prince, of course. Uh, but wasn't he the Fresh Prince of Philly? Uh, uh, may, I'm pretty sure my brother lives in Philly. And then he became, then he was on a TV show called The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I don't, I wonder, here's a question, honest question. Did Will Smith ever live in Bel-Air? I mean, he could have, for sure. Um, or not, I mean, you'd say, well, that'd be, that's an interesting thing. Or was it a contractual requirement? Because a young Will Smith, you'd say, okay, uh, as, as part of my contract, if I'm, rec- you, you, the studio or the production company yeah you like uh it's not part of my compensation it's part of the research budget what if that that could be something i could pitch uh that, that would be the kind of uh misguided idea to come up with i say well i'd like to live in bel-air for free so like what if we remake it like i'm thinking about writing a, a sleep i mean this would there's no budget for this obviously uh, but uh one day in the future when uh, sleep podcasts rule supreme, I'll say, yeah, well, I need a budget. Yeah, well, oh, you're interested? Okay, my new, my latest project's called, uh, well, first of all, you have to have a budget to get the IP for Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Then I need to do research probably for a few years. A swimming pool, this is going to be like definitely like with a swimming pool and water features and water slides too. So don't think you could get tricky on this, but yeah, it's going to be, it's, I'm going to be in Bel Air. Oh, Bel Air, Wisconsin. They say, like, I, that would be the one where they'd get me. I'd say, oh, Bel Air, Wisconsin. Well, let me check it because I'd say, well, it's still paid for, right? And it has the pool and the water features. Well, I'll still check it out. Is that anywhere near the, like the Dells? Because this could be a win-win situation. Oh, sorry. If you're listening to this podcast, holy mackerel, I went off or, or, or went off topic right on time and early. So whatever's keeping you awake, I'm here to take your mind off of that. What I'm proposing to do is to create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. Like I said, I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. 
I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. I'm going to go off topic and obviously, I mean, you already saw that. Give me meander, you know, but you say, wait a second, did any of that even make any sense? Uh, except for the part a lot of you are wondering. And some of you may be even Googling because you're listening, like you say, well, did Will Smith ever live in Bel Air? Hopefully no, there's no answer. And I say that because they say, well, you know, Will Smith deserves his privacy. Uh, at least, uh, I mean, maybe if it was like 20, you say, oh, yeah, 25 years ago, Will Smith did live in Bel Air. Or maybe he had an office there or like one of his companies has an office there. I think I drove, I'm trying to think the last time I drove, I've driven through, I ran, uh, I guess I didn't run near Bel Air. Maybe I did. No, I guess I just drove through it. Maybe I didn't though. Like anyway, so whatever you're, okay. So if you're new, holy moly, are you in for, you're already in for a treat. You're already in the treat part of the show. But if you're new. I just want to acknowledge a couple of things. This podcast is very different and it can elicit strong feelings or just feelings in general. And that's natural when you first start listening to the show. And it is kind of a thing you kind of breathe into and you say, okay, you might be feeling a long line of spectrums of uh, what is this? When does the story start? When is this guy going to get to the point? Where's the British Bake Off? I'd say great question because I don't I don't think it's in Bel Air, but I haven't Googled that yet. I wonder about that house and there was a steeple I saw in this episode, and like I I, I would love to go and check out the stream and the the creeks and and the, and the wildlife and the, I'd like to frolic there. But yeah, so you could be having feelings of that. You say, what is this voice? Creepy doll, creepy doll, but tones? No, it's creaky dulcet tones like a door. Uh, but yeah, it, it, and you say, what are you mumbling? You can't, you're stumbling over your words. They say, yes, I am. You're right about that as well. And this is very different. And most regular listeners say, yeah, give it two or three tries. It takes two or three tries to realize a couple things around the podcast. One, you only kind of listen to it or you barely listen to it. Or it's kind of like background noise, like that you're kind of aware of. Uh, it's a great podcast in the sense you can't, you don't need to listen to it, but you could listen to it. And it's that ability to could listen that gives you the, like, that's what takes two or three tries to say, oh, I could listen to this. I could actually pay attention, but I don't need to. And even when I pay attention, it kind of goes around in circles a little bit. And so it's a little bit hard to follow. So you don't need to listen to it. Also, strangely enough, this podcast doesn't really put you to sleep. I'm here to keep you company. I'm here to be your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar bud, your boar bestie, your boar sib, your boar cuz, your boar boarbra. If you're in this, you know, in a surfing based area, surf SBC surfing based community. Um, so or you're in that movie about a. Uh, whatever it was called, I think it has two versions of it too, like, uh, you know, breaks off the point or whatever. 
I break off. I can't get to the point. Point break. That could be the scooter story. He goes, he can't make a point. He breaks away from the point breakaway would be my version. What if we could get Will Smith for that? Uh, probably not. Maybe in the background. Uh, say, no, that's, that's Will Smith there looking, uh, looking out at, uh, at me talking to the, I was talking, it was, what was the movie? Well, the first 40 minutes, he was just talking to the waves. I think that was the part Will Smith's shoulder was in. Uh, but so, okay. Oh, so if you're new, so those are two things you don't really need to listen to. So I'm more here to keep you company and take your mind off of stuff as you fall asleep to be your companion. That's why the episodes are an hour. You could fall asleep whenever you want. You have plenty of time. And just like I said, you could listen. If you can't sleep, I'm going to be here till the very end to keep you company. So whether you're awake or asleep, I'm here to tell you a story or talk about the Great British Bake Off later. So uh, so, those are, so those are a couple things to know. Uh, other things to know if you're new, if you're a regular listener, hey, what's up? How about that? Do you think you're like, let me know about this Will Smith and Bel Air thing. And because uh, I'm sure someone's wondered that before. I can't be the first person. And like uh, if Will Smith, he was just the French. I mean, what if, is there someone, is there a French prince? I mean, I, I think there are. Is there anyone that calls himself the French Prince of Bel Air, Wisconsin? Is there Bel Air, Wisconsin? Of all the states, Bel Air, Wisconsin sounds pretty good. Bel Air, Nebraska, pretty good, but there's a little bit, um, it's not quite as, uh, doesn't have the same ring. Bel Air, Montana, it must be the number of syllables in the, the, the syllable sounds. So those two, Bel Air, Colorado. Okay, so it's not just syllables, because Bel Air, Colorado sounds good, too. Bel Air, Florida. Mm, I don't know. It sounds like it could exist, but I say, well, I don't know. Um, Bel Air, Arizona. It's a little bit too hard because of the double uh, air. Bel Air, Nevada. Eh, it's and not like I just I don't know the Be- Bel Air Nevada Bel Air California I don't that one sounds made up to me Bel Air Oregon Bel Air Washington I think Colorado I mean sorry I, I can't actually Bel Air Michigan I can't name every state Bel Air New York Ohio I can't do every state but uh, seems like Wisconsin Montana Bel Air Montana. I'd say Wisconsin and Colorado for now. Okay, where was that? Sorry, right? That was for regular. I, don't, I think that was. A, but so, if you're new, a couple other things you're going to wonder about or feel strongly about. And again, I'm saying yes to your strong feelings. And hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people have been in that same spot. And some of them, probably 50 to 70%, said, oh, yeah, this just isn't for me. Uh, and they moved on, but but the, but maybe they gave it two or three tries too. But then, like half of that, whatever, said, oh, "Wow, okay, this really works for me." So that's why I say give it two or three tries. The other things that are different is the structure of the show, which you've probably already noticed because you're so astute. Uh, is very very different. The show starts off with a greeting, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, and in this case, star bakers. 
because I want you to feel like a star baker, of course, but uh, also just so you know you're welcome. Then there's business. Like we bring this podcast out twice a week. It gets downloaded a ton of times, so that's what's able to keep it free and not as part of a service. Then there's uh, the intro. The, the, the intro really throws people off because some people think it's just business, but it's really the business of me getting you ready for bedtime and getting you some distance between the day and uh, and stuff like that. So it's really just, uh, I don't know, every listener listens to the intro a little bit differently. So some people, the 2% of people skip ahead. That's like statistics. Uh, statistically, I'm able to see that it started around 20, 22 minutes. And then the rest of the listeners would just let me know. Some people start listening before they get in bed. Some are in bed. Some are falling asleep. Some are getting ready for bed. Some are doing a nice wind-down routine or nice wind-down hobby. Something relaxing and chill. So you'll kind of slowly discover what, how you want to use the podcast. But at first, you say, what is this? You're just going on and on and wondering about Will Smith and then talking about something else. I say, yeah, it's strange, man. I hear you. That's that, if, if there was ever a quote about the podcast I could attribute to someone named Will Smith, uh, that would probably, yeah, man. That's one strange podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that doesn't sound like the famous Will Smith because I, I don't think I could do a Will Smith imitation. Here's the situation. I can't do a Will Smith imitation. I could just do a cheap rhyme uh, based on it. But, uh, oh, so yeah, if you're new, you're saying, when are you going to get to the point? Okay, yeah, no, I, I realize that. But this is kind of part of the podcast. It's part of the wind down to give you some space. So that's the purpose of the intro is that it's familiar, uh, for regular listeners, it's familiar, but it's different every time. And for new listeners, it's just like, I kind of display my incompetence, uh, in a, in some sense, in a positive way where you say, Oh, wait a second. Okay. I don't need to listen to this person, but he is mildly. Okay. He's mildly not bad. And I'd say, you got it now. Then after the intro is business. That's just how podcasting structure works. And that business is just important to regular listeners uh, who rely on the podcast because that's how we keep it free. And then the uh, then we'll talk about the Great British Baking Show or the Great British Bake Off, wherever you are watching it. Uh, and we'll cover that. Then there'll be some thank you. So that's the structure of the show. I think those are the rules around the show. I mean, not really rules, but ways you could use it. What else do you need to know? I mean, I guess the only other things you really need to know are, uh, oh, why I make the show. One, I make the show because you deserve a good night's sleep. I'm actually wagging my finger in a positive way because you do. You deserve a place where you could get some rest. You, I really want you to, even if you can't believe it right now, or you say, oh, that's, that's trite, man. You'd say, there goes the imaginary Will Smith again that talks like that in my mind. Uh, that's the, and I say, well, you, you know, you might not believe it, but I believe you deserve a good night's sleep. And I think that you getting a good night's sleep and on a regular basis or, you know, occasional basis, whatever, however it works out, no pressure to get a good night's sleep. 
like uh, that means you could live your life. You know, you're you're a little bit in a better place, uh, and your life will be fuller, and the world will be fuller. It's a, it's one of those strange microscopic wor- world improvements in the world. Uh, if this podcast can help you, now it doesn't work for everybody. Like I said, the other reason I make this show. And this is coming at you straight out of uh, my, like, uh, life is because I know how it feels. Last night, I had a trouble on all those things, trouble getting to sleep. And and I, like, uh, I followed my wind-down routine. I I don't think I had any caffeine after 12. And uh, I was reading a couple, I, I read a couple different books, and I was reading my fiction and enjoying it and getting, I felt like I was getting more and more tired Then I just couldn't get to sleep. Then when I finally did get to sleep, I had some, whatever you call it, pseudo insomnia or whatever, where it just wasn't having restful sleep. And then I woke up about 4.40, which is kind of the worst time to wake up. Uh, Cause if it was a little bit earlier. Yeah, I might've had, and I said, but I, I've been doing the show long enough. I said, just stay calm. This is not great. Uh, just stay calm. You know how it is. Your listeners are out there. Someone's right. You're not alone because it's probably other people tossing and turning. And this is something I learned from making this show. And it doesn't always work for me even, but I, you know, my mind wants to run with stuff. And I took a few minutes to say, okay, let's just see if we can get comfortable. No, I don't know what it is. Temperature, whatever. I like, uh, and part of me said, I'm up. What, what? And I said, okay, well, let's read well, Let's read for a little while and see how that goes. And let's just stay calm. Like, even if we can't get back to sleep, that wouldn't be great for our day. But let's just stay calm and see how that goes. Uh, or be nice to ourselves, even though this isn't great. Maybe, we, like, I don't know. And eventually, I was able to get some more sleep. And so that was good. And, uh... But I know how it feels. That's my main thing is I've been there and I know all those uh, places you can go at that time or well, the other times when you can't get to sleep, how frustrating that can be or lonely or when you're just not like you kept at first I kept just waking back up and I said, what do you say? And then I had to, like, I said, oh man, so you deserve a good night's sleep. I've been there. So if I can help at all, I'd be honored. Now, like I said, it doesn't work for everybody, but please give it a few tries just for you. It really doesn't benefit me unless the podcast, like, uh, helps you. Like, so, so me encouraging you to give it a few tries, like, uh, it's just because so many people have said that. And I mean, a lot of people, even there's like a subset of people that say, give it a few tries and you might be in this place. You, you, you're like, uh. Maybe you already stopped listening, like uh, where you had a really strong reaction. You loathed the podcast or whatever. It's okay. Everybody has their own taste. And then you're like, I'm never listening to that again. I can't believe my aunt recommended that. And then one or two years later, you might find your way back to the show. That happens a lot. And then people say, oh, well, now I have fresh ears or I'm in a different place. Uh, Wow, I really like this podcast. Now, that's not everybody's trail. But I just want to give you the range of possibilities with also it being okay not to like the show. Now, you don't like what's not always okay is when you have strong feelings, that's okay. But, you know, like there is a website, sleepingmepodcast.com slash no thank you for you to check out other podcasts and stuff. You don't necessarily like it's not like I guess I'm saying, hey, this is just a thing. It's not about you or me. It's just a thing. Either it works or it doesn't. Uh, 
So uh, it, oh, oh, having strong feelings about it's okay. Just remember, you want to be empowered when you take uh, your, you know, your, your next steps when you say, well, I just don't, won't listen to that podcast anymore. I'll check out Miette's or uh, Sleepy or Get Sleepy or Sleep Whispers or uh, uh, Katie's Women's Meditation Network or Shell's Meditation Podcast. So whatever it is, like, I guess my main thing is give it a few tries and I hope I can help because it would be my honor because of what I already said. I really appreciate you coming by and checking this show out. I appreciate you giving me your time. And I really hope I can help you fall asleep. And here's a couple of ways I'm able to bring you this show twice a week. All right, everybody. Uh, it's a Spice Week here. Uh, collection 6 or season series, I don't know. Uh, episode 5. This is our sixth episode, but uh, let's start with the opening. Uh, you know, on mute, it's uh, Sandy and Noel walking on grass. Uh, they're talking about bakers left are nine, but we had nine last week. Well, the, one of the bakers was Terry was under the weather, so we're back up to nine. We had eight last week, but uh, so they're just talking about math. Then we're going to take out two uh, because no one went home this week, so they're going to go from nine to seven. Are we clear? Yes. Uh, and that one's a little bit more of a slow comedy or just like, oh, oh, you know what? I really like Nolan Sandy and like watching them think and talk it out. Uh, so let's see. There's then there's a sequence of uh, the lots of math, uh, maths, uh, sticky signature, stress city. Karen says crack on, crack on. So we have that part. And then here's the talking heads. Barbell. Oh, Terry has a barbell mustache. Oh, the camera goes through the gates. Then everyone's walking in. Manon's talking about spice and French. Kim Joy's excited. Terry said last week I was not well at all, but uh, it's a lovely feeling to be back. And I can stay or go on uh, merit. Uh, Ruby's thinking. Karen says, oh, boy, the odds are high. Brian, he says she's, if she's a cat, she's down to four lives or less, uh, maybe three. We'll see how these three challenges go, Chuckles. So for their signature challenge today, they have to make a ginger cake. Uh, any form of ginger you could choose, fry, fresh, dried, stem, or syrup, which I don't know what stem is. It comes in a jar, dominant flavor, and a suitable size for a family tea time. Noel says, I didn't know that. I don't know that. I don't, on your mark, get set, bake. So then uh, Peru loves ginger cake, a balance of heat, spice, flavor, and warmth, Paul says. And uh, you want something fudgy, a sticky cake. Oh, if you want that, stem ginger would be good. She goes, don't use fresh ginger because if it stays in the oven for too long, it loses its flavor. Uh, Paul says, what about lime and lemon would go well with it? A lot of molasses, I think, being poured. I'm not sure. There's tin molasses, maybe. And again, here in the, like, I, I guess I see, I don't know if it's this episode or another one where they're using tinned uh, ghee. And I said, I'd like to find some tinned ghee uh, because uh, that's good for all situations. I, I mean, I depending on its, like, uh, st- stability. And then tinned, uh, I don't know, I guess I don't use molasses very much. So I don't know if I need tinned molasses. So let's see, Briny can't. Oh, we got stem ginger was a question mark. Uh, with lime or lemon, I put a question mark. So Briny's doing a hun- honey apricot bee. Uh, oh, Sandy burns Paul on this one. Let me go back. Uh, uh, Paul goes, oh, is there any ginger going to be in there in the apricot? She's and Bruce says, she's got ginger in the cake, Paul. Uh, aren't you listening? 
let's see. No ginger in the apricot. Oh, if I missed a trick here. Uh, good luck, Bryony. So, I guess I missed the burn there. But, you know, oh, Sandy's one, huh? Maybe it doesn't come, the comedy doesn't come through. As, oh, wait, maybe there's the laugh. Uh, okay, apricot, honey, ginger. In a particular honey, bee honey, honey from bees. Uh, oh, that's just, Paul say, what particular honey? Let me see. It'd be really hard on mute to pick up these jokes. Uh, it's a honey from bees. Uh, Oh, Paul says it's a honey from bees, but Sandy says there's nothing you don't know, huh, Paul? So I managed to, to grind that. I managed to grind down that joke, like uh, stem to ginger. Okay, nothing. Uh, yeah, it mixes. You got to mix up your fats, sugars, and syrups uh, for this one. Gooiness, Manon says. Uh, Dan is making a, a, a trick, track, trick, treacle. Uh, golden syrup, uh, a batter, uh, a t- let's see, a lemon Swiss meringue in freezer. I don't know. Let me see. Let's see right now. Dan's stirring up. Oh yeah. He's trying to melt the butter in there in his trickle golden thingamajig. Treacle? You say treacle. I say trickle. Milk, milk, milk. Uh, you forgot his milk. Uh, sticky, heavy ginger cakes my mom used to make. Uh, oh, yeah, his is a ginger ginger and lemon drip cake. Um, it looks really good. Swiss, I may, not to, but, to change the subject and make this about me, but I, one day I'll make a buttercream and a meringue. Uh, this week I made a, a sour, what is that? Not sour cream, cream cheese icing from scratch. But I guess when you say scratch, it's just cream cheese, uh, confectioner, sugar, and. Uh, what else? Vanilla. Something else goes in there. I don't remember what. Oh, butter. Yeah. So, okay. Cake, lemon, Swiss meringue, ginger, chopper, crystallized ginger, dried ginger, uh, chopped stemmed ginger. Rahul is making a surprised sweet ginger. Oh, his mom was surprised. This is interesting. She says, why would people have ginger in a cake? Uh, in India, we usually use ginger for savory things, you know, curries and things. So he's making a bonfire night caramel ginger cake, a cinder toffee or something. Uh, he says, I remember our first bonfire night. And uh, they said, did you like it? He goes, yeah, I didn't think it would work, but it did. Uh, he goes, because it's also like a balanced sweet. He goes, normally I'm used to eating super sweet uh, or very sweet. Then they say Rahul is not the only one using. You can see Karen's also doing a bonfire night ginger cake, updating cinder toffee, crystallized ginger. She goes, warm everybody up. Uh, there's brandy and the cream cheese frosting. Speaking of cream cheese frosting, thanks. Uh, and then Noel says, well, uh, Prue likes to carry brandy in a hip flask. Uh, so she goes, he goes, my job to top it off. Big job, eh? They're all laughing. And then they show Ruby's using some rum in her cake batter. And she's like, this tastes good. Uh, why bother baking if you can't make it boozy? I'd say hers is a Jamaican me crazy ginger cake. Uh, booze balanced with triple hit of ginger. So she's using stem ground and ginger syrup from the stem. So stem ginger seems to be some sort of ginger that's preserved in a syrup. Uh, which would be very good for cooking. Uh, 
or baking, especially desserts. Uh, learning curve. Oh, this is Rahul. Uh, friends, uh, Karen, big deal as a kid. Ruby, man is using fresh ginger and an Italian meringue buttercream ginger cake. Uh, no ginger cake or lemon curd in France, she says. So these are both new to me. And then Paul says, have you practiced it? She goes, a bit. Uh, and he goes, you haven't. She goes, I'm improvising. She goes, I had to work last. You know, work was busy. Uh, Kim Joy or Dan, somebody's having a liquid, over liquid. Uh, and they say, yeah, this you, it's tough to know how long to bake these things. So, so that's called the cake batter sequence, high liquid content. Uh, cake that's delicious, 165 for 50 minutes. That's what Brian, he's putting hers in that. Karen has no milk in hers. Uh, uh, claggy and dense, uh, dense, as somebody says. Or that's one of the risks. I like that word, claggy, though. Uh, then Dan's a hot mess. He has uh, his batter split. He's got cheese in his eye, or cheese in his cake batter. Noel says, I can't help you. I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, but he goes, yeah, there's like curds. Uh, Dan's like, I can't even, I don't know anything that happened. Milk got too warm, I'd say. Uh, and uh, they, like Noel's making jokes. He's got like a kind of a fern or yeah, I guess like a fern frond type shirt, fern fronds. Uh, uh, Rahul's making his buttercream. Dan's trying to figure stuff out. He's a little, oh no. Uh, Randy Alexander cream cheese frosting. That's what Karen's working on. Uh, jam. So he ends up throwing his batter out after he puts his hands on his head. Stress is, I'm going to start over back to zero. I don't have a choice. Terry's singing. Let's see if we can catch that. Pinch pear and ginger cake. Uh, batter on, butter on top, batter on top. I don't know. Nolan Sandy do a shark puppet uh, at 1021. Oh, Dan says, curse of star baker. Sandy says, okay. Oh, take good care of me. This is Terry's lyrics. Uh, I don't want your love anymore. Oh, that's all he's saying. Uh, but he's a good singer. I like. I mean, I really like Terry. Uh, oh, yeah, an upside down cake. Uh, my handwriting was correct. Uh, batter on top. So I guess the so upside down cake. I never knew this. It, it's baked upside down so that the top is on the bottom, and then you flip it when it comes out. Uh, here's one thing I recognize about the. Uh, and do yourself a favor and pause it at. Uh, what time is this at? Oh, 40, 46.50 left. But uh, so there used to be this uh, cartoon or animated program when I was a kid called The Jetsons, which I think was repeats from an earlier time. I don't even think it was made when I was a kid, which you probably still watch somewhere. It was a sitcom, an animated sitcom. But... Uh, uh, and it was very similar to a lot of the ones at that time. So I think they were all based on the honeymooners. Maybe this is just my guess. Uh, cause they all featured an exasperated, overworked, uh, uh, male, uh, figure. And this one, the boss of the male figure, George Jetson, I think it meets George Jetson. Yeah. His, he had a boy Elroy and a daughter, Judy. And Jane, his wife, and then you'd go da da da. Um, but uh, 
his boss, who I don't remember his name, probably, oh, Cogsley, Cogsley Cogsworth, I think was his name, or Mr. Cogsworth, because uh, George worked in a Cogs factory, which competed with, like, a Widgets factory. This is all very thematic back in the day. That paradigm has shifted quite a bit, but then you're saying thematically, there's still some of the same themes. But anyway, the boss's favorite cake was a pineapple upside down cake. And it wasn't an ongoing uh, gimmick, but it was something that would come up every once. A, I don't know if they had seasons, but every once in a while, the boss would end up with a pineapple upside down cake on his head. And that show really glamorized pineapple upside down cake in a way that I never had it. I was always curious about it, but not so curious that I was like, I got to eat it either. Uh, but I said, well, that guy clearly likes pineapple upside down cake. And it sounds like a hassle. I don't know. I never, I guess because I had fruitcake once, any, the idea of fruit on a cake for me, even though fruitcake is nothing like, uh, any of this, uh, it kind of got me, you know, I said, well, I don't ever need to have a pineapple upside down cake, though maybe one day I'll make it now. Uh, but so then Noel's playing with a, uh, a shark puppet as a time check and Sandy's just watching him and it's very comedic. So it's around 10, 10 minutes in the episode. Uh, and uh, she sighs uh, and then turns and says, Baker's halfway through. Dan's still stressed. Sandy has this beautiful cherry, cherry shirt on. Noel's still running the comedy like, Hey, that didn't get in the shot. Did it? But her face is really good. She's good at quiet comedy. Uh, everyone's faces, Dan, stress, so much to do. Man and smell the ginger, okie dokie, uh, tick tock, tack tack, as she says. Uh, and I don't know if that's French. Moisture, as the moisture increases, your baking time increases. There's a little factoid from you. If that wasn't enough to worry about, pears poaching is your illiterate, first alliterative moment that I noticed. Uh, Kim Joy is a, has a gingerbread house on tap. Uh, she's making some caramel pears. Oh, there's the pears poaching. Making biscuits. Uh, oh, she's not just baking cakes. She's making a gingerbread house. Uh, she really likes miniature things. Uh, uh, crystallized ginger sponge. The house is going to be on top of the cake with a salted caramel cream cheese frosting. Uh, she says, being home makes me think of being at home, uh, pears in the background, like, uh, trees, uh, she's so, like, uh, pleasant and happy in herself. I love Kim Joy. I mean, there's so many likable people on this, uh, season. John's also making a gingerbread family with his kids and some trees. Not to throw, to, oh, cakes out of the oven. John's kids, oh, wait, there's something, uh. I said, check the dialogue. Uh, uh, tiny balls, uh, have a cup of tea. Oh, yeah, John's also thinking of home. He's making his kids, uh, Hannah, Lucy, James, Emily. Noel says, are you sure that's me? Oh, hello, Hannah. Oh, I dropped her on her side. He says, there's one thing I don't know about children. Don't drop them on their side. He just even gingerbread children. Uh, so, yeah, he's going on a ginger sponge, uh, oh, lemon glitter balls he's making, and uh, touch a bling, uh, agave solution to create his tiny lemon balls, uh, uh, jelly that melts in your mouth. Uh, 
He goes, I hope they go right because there's so many things uh, and I don't want to be one of the two people going out. He has a like holiday Hawaiian shirt on, like with reindeer and I think it's Santa, but in a how like a like a beach style. Okay, then we have uh oh yeah, John drinks a cup of tea. Then everything starts coming out of the oven. Terry burns himself, he says, Ow. Uh let's see, no time to thoroughly cool, uh tiny house, uh Sad's house, wonky, really hot. Uh, oh, Sandy's house. Uh, uh, Noel says, oh, is that Sandy's house? Well, she's talking about Kim Joyce's tiny house. Uh, ten minutes. Uh, Terry says, this is a disaster. Her time is up. Final touches. Uh, oh, I give up. We get a very sad Terry. Uh, they do say, we believe in you. Time to get started. Then, like, as they say, time is up, of course. That's when the big final music uh, comes. Uh, uh, can't uh, work sta- c- c- put it at the end of your workstations. Uh, John is wobbling his cake. Uh, Dan's cake, a proper drip. So then we go to the uh, judging. They say, John, concise color. Uh, that's a nice alliteration. They also say claggy. Uh, they say these Goldie Balls are good. The flavor with the Goldie Balls is so good. Uh, Karen's, they say, oh, Karen, this is quite hard. Oh, Karen, too much, too boozy. She says, thank you for your appraisal of that. Uh, and Ruby, they say the drizzle looks great, uh, delicious, uh, but it ain't no ginger cake. Oh, John's doing a wobble dance to Dan's cake. Uh, Rahul uh, says uh, something very pleasing. I got to see what that is. Uh, it looks uh, too, it's too lovely to look at. Uh, he gets a handshake. Uh, uh, he goes, uh, Paul says, you're a hell of a baker. And he says, it's quite annoying. You're really too good. Uh, and he says, I'm sorry. I figure out that first word is something very pleasing. Uh, Bryony, she's wearing a bee pin. They say it looks good, but it's dry and not gingery. Uh, so, and uh, it puts sweaty or sweetie, but T-Y. So maybe she said, am I sweaty? I don't know. Uh, then Terry says, geez, this looks a mess. Uh, interesting texture, very gluey. Uh, then Kim Joy looks fantastic. This is the most beautiful, uh, nice warmth. He, she gets a handshake. Uh, uh, they Jesus is so, so impressive. Oh, she says she has sweaty hands, uh, but, uh, she got a handshake. Very pleasing to look at. Lovely. This is Rahul. I get back. Lovely and gingery. Good texture. So I don't know what the A word was. I could like a, uh, let's see, bonfire night caramel ginger cake. Looks amazing. I guess that was the A. Looks amazing. Okay, that was the, the first word. Okay, then Dan's drip cake is a leaning tower of ginger. Uh, more and more confused. Uh, a pity. Mm. Oh, and then Manon. I put mmm, but it's my spelling of Manon. 
very elegant, rich color. I get the ginger and the lemon, the soft sponge, one of the best. She gets a handshake from Prue. Anna, oh, Anna Pat, I got a Prue Pat, she says. So then they do the he- talking heads. Everyone's happy for man and, and Kim Joy. Uh, everyone happy. John, Rahul. Uh, Dan drinks a soda, I think. Uh, I said, is Dan drinking soda or just a co- coffee in a clear glass? Or then uh, we see a bee and a flower. And that's time for our next challenge. Uh, check challenge is choice, uh, a mystery is any. Uh, Paul, any advice? Uh, delicate baking, that's it. Uh, and they get sent out and they, they say, well, where are they going? They say, they're going to play uh, Fortnite. And she says, what, uh, Sandy says, what's Fortnite? Let me see what they say here because it's coming up. Uh, Paul set the challenge. Any advice? You do a good job. Delicate baking. Uh, that's it. Uh, that's it. Uh, so you two lovelies leave the tent. Noel says, uh, yeah, they're playing Fortnite. What's Fortnite? Online fun time game. Brew's uh, better, way better at it than Paul. Okay, two batches of six mamul, uh, which some people, it's a delicious ancient pastry from the Middle East. Uh, one batch with walnuts shaped with a mold, and the other batch uh, with a date paste uh, and uh, pinched with mamul tongs. And they say, there you go. No one's really familiar with this uh, pastry, but it does sound good. Uh, okay, two batches of six. Uh, one and a half, uh, I don't know. They say, okay, what is this? One and a half, mamul, like mamul, but mamul, eaten at the end. Oh, it's usually eaten at the end of Ramadan. It's pretty punchy in flavor. It's a celebration of, uh, oh, this is when Paul and Peru talk. It's like a celebration of the end of the fast. Uh, you have mastic, which is like a little bit like anise, and malab, which is inside the cherry kernel if you grind it down. And it also has a very potent flavor, quite like almonds and cherries at once, Bruce says. Uh, those two spices go into the pastry. But the tricky part, Paul says, is uh, you want to define the pastry have definition, so, uh, so don't overhandle it. Uh, yeah, mastic, dough-making, mastic-talking, ghee, very crumbly, uh, date-filling, uh, guessing game, quarter teaspoon, there's no uh, quantities. Uh, uh, you want a softness, not a firecracker. Walnuts, hello, someone says. Funny flavor, there's some alliteration. Uh, it will be fine. Then their one hour left announcement comes. That's when we see, this is when we see the tinned ghee. Or I guess in the U.S. you'd say ghee in a can. Uh, very crumbly, interesting, I mean awful. Uh, don't handle it for too long. Uh, Terry's having a lot of trouble. He says, I can't get this at all. Karen, uh, wrong thing wrong mold so karen actually mixed up because they had yo you're supposed to stay to make this one in this mold and that one with the tongs so i think the date paste with the tongs the pinched together one uh she says uh boy it's too late now and i think ruby says crack on karen 
Mamoltong Noel says, then he does this tiny robot. He goes, oh, they're like tiny robot arms. Uh, Malab filling is only half a story. There, Karen says, walnuts, hello. Uh, a half hour left, very good, quick, uh, more like a biscuit, uh, not too long. They're trying to figure out the baking time. The problem is that this particular pastry doesn't really change colors. Uh, let's see. Don't know what I'm looking for. Terry's start to melt. Uh, so his uh, pastries are melting in the oven. And Terry's like, I guess you kind of really feel for him. It's, at least me and my daughter have throughout the series. But, uh, uh, like you like him, you're cheering him on. He's definitely the definition of an underdog. Probably like, probably shares some genes with me. Uh, so let's see, everybody's trying to assemble theirs right now. They don't look any different when they're cooked. Uh, Karen says, this is a disaster. And they say one minute. She says, that's it. They say one minute, uh, remaining. Correct. Uh, Terry says, what a mess. Uh, there's some dusting sequence of people dusting the tops of their things. Then the, Karen says, oh dear, Karen, time is up. Rubbish, uh, Terry says. And then they say, beautifully baked, uh, Paul and crew. Uh, that's what they're looking for. So then they do the kind of judging. They go with John uh, first. His is split. Baking's okay. Potent. It's too potent, the flavors. Uh, slightly deflated. Too strong. Overbaked. Uh, so not a great. Uh, uh, briny flat, but I like it. Uh, uh, it, uh, it's a little bit too much. So, uh, something, I don't know. Terry, they say this one has serious, serious problems. Uh, no definition. Uh, so that didn't go well. Manon's, they say delicious, uh, Something, let me see, I'll see when it comes up. Rahul, uh, good definition, well-baked, uh, flavors uh, pretty good. When they go to Karen's, they say overbaked and dry. Kim Joy, neat, flavors, good definition. Uh, John, they say uniform, buttery, uh, and something else. Ruby, they say nice definition, very good. And the finals end up being Karen in ninth, Terry in eighth, John in seventh, Bryony in sixth, uh, Manon in fifth, Kim Joy in fourth, Rahul in third, Dan in second, and Ruby in first. Also, Ruby has a blue Band-Aid on, which I've seen on other people's fingers before. It must be when they, obviously when they needed one, but I said, oh, they choose blue. And uh, let's see, they do the talking heads. Dan says happy days. John's not happy. Terry says this is a uh, uh, Terry says it's a disaster. Karen says uh, something. We'll come back to that. We'll, we're going to run through it on live here. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, what? Uh, I don't know who says that. Dan says I made mamuli. Okay, so everybody brings their things up. Uh, Paul and Peru are looking for beautifully baked pastries. There's our alliteration. Balance of spices, six and six. But uh, they don't know who's made what, though they probably can guess. Uh, so they start with John's. Uh, the walnuts have split. Uh, you see the filling. 
but the bake's okay. But yeah, his is too potent. Too potent? Yeah. All right, let's just taste the date. Slightly deflated mamuls. Uh, they don't taste the dates. The spice is too strong. Uh, overboard, that was the word I was looking for. Now we're at briny. Not much decoration, more of a flat biscuit. Uh, okay. I like the pastry, though. Bitterness is a bit too much, a bit too bitter. Terry, serious problems, they say. Poor Terry. Fallen to pieces. Uh, too, it got too hot. Oil came out. No definition. That's a poor pastry. Poor Bruce has nice flavor. Man, and no decoration. Low on the filling, but delicious. Uh, Rahul uh, looks good. Ridges, well-baked. Uh, floral hint from the rose water. Pretty good. Karen, uh, she mixed it up, wrong shapes, uh, overbaked, uh, dry, quite dry, very dry. Kim Joy, neat, they say. Uh, she iced all of them. You're only meant to ice the walnut ones. Pastries and flavors are good. Uh, potent, not so potent, and then fairly uniform. This is Dan's. Uh, uh, buttery pastry, love that filling, almost toffee-like, uh, so Dan's happy. And then Ruby, nice definition, a little, you can see the flour, pastry's good, uh, very good filling. Uh, now we rank them, so we know the rankings. Yeah, then we do the talking heads. Uh, let's see, those are always good. Uh, I mean, oh, Ruby's the one. She says, a little old me, I won. Uh, and uh, she's just really a good person, TV personality for sure. She goes, mean, me? What? What? And then Dan says, geez, uh, it's happy days because that signature didn't go well. So now I'm back in the middle. Uh, John says, not happy about that. Uh, I tried to go for it and it didn't work out. Terry says, uh, well, that was a disaster. Everything felt right till it went in the oven. Karen says, I'm going to have to have a corking great showstopper tomorrow to come back. Then we go back. We have to march back on the next day. One Spice Week challenge remains. Uh, they face a challenge in the tent like no other. Cruise under the weather today. And they say, well, it's probably spices. Didn't bother you. Paul's got a constitution of a rhino, he says. So it's going to be Paul Solo judging. Raul, Manon, and Kim Joy are in front. Ruby's up there, too. Uh, Karen, and, uh, Karen and Terry are in a precarious position. Briny, maybe, too. Uh, Dan and John are in the middle. But they can't afford a bad day today. And they said, geez, you're handsome. Uh, uh, but Paul, holy moly. And they have a laugh uh, that uh, then, uh, yeah, so bruise under the weather. Spice, oh, so they have to make a spice biscuit chandelier in four hours, uh, which is uh, a spice, you heard it right, a breathtakingly beautiful, deliciously fragrant spice, edible spice biscuit sculpture. 
that can be hung as a centerpiece. Uh, flavor and type of biscuits up to you. Four hours. Get set. Bake. Uh, so they start with the start. They say you got to build this thing from the top down. It's all about the spice biscuit. Uh, do not overbake it uh, or underbake it. We're looking for per- per- perfection. Everybody's spicing right now. Uh, Karen, let's see. She's doing some mixing as Paul's talking. This is a slightly unusual way to do it. Uh, I think I see some turmeric, uh, cardamom, cinnamon, nutmeg, uh, warmth from the spice. Uh, you want it to be robust. Uh, don't, yeah, it could collapse. If you under or overbake it, it's not going to hold its thing. Could be making 50, 60, 100 biscuits. Uh, it's all about consistency and perfection, obviously, Paul says. So Karen says, good morning. They say, okay, what are you up to, Karen? She says, well, I'm licorice and cardamom. Uh, uh, because I'm doing, uh, my Pontefract, uh, girls school reunion, uh, biscuits, uh, for, you know, if we were having a reunion, we'd hang it, uh, and that's where we've grown licorice. Uh, and I went to a school there. Our uniform was Brown. We were called the Brown liquor girls. Uh, so that's funny. And they say, cause of the licorice and she goes, yeah, Paul, but real funny. Uh, uh, she goes, so we were tipping back. Uh, and then they do another fraught mixing sequence. Oh, boy, don't, you know, get to hang these things. Uh, don't overdo it. Funnily enough, uh, Ruby says, uh, oh, John's shirt, uh, marshmallows, 21st. Oh, it's John's daughter's 21st birthday. He's putting marshmallow in there. It is Santa. Not only is Santa Claus in a... A swimsuit. He's, uh, what do you call that? Water surfing? No, uh, water skiing. So he's making a chandelier for Emily's 21st birthday. And there's nothing kids love more on their 21st birthday than their dad making them a cookie chandelier. Actually, most cool kids, I think, would like that. Uh, and I think about it. Uh, I just had to shut my cynic down with the truth. Uh, now, Dan's making these for Constance's birthday kaleidoscope butterfly. What is this called? Chandelier. Royal apple icing and cinnamon. And Paul's doubtful that it'll have enough apple. Because he's just putting the apple in the icing and it's hanging. And and uh, uh, Dan actually talks back to Paul. I like that. Uh, he goes, this is a ridiculous uh, challenge. Uh, and Dan goes, have you ever looked up a biscuit chandelier on the internet? And Paul goes, why? And he goes, because there's nothing there, dude. Uh, he goes, you just made this up to be, you know, aggro. Kim Joy, oh, I mean, this one, holy, is this the one? I think this is the one where Kim Joy just, uh, it's like off the charts. She, yeah, she's making the spiced ice Christmas chandelier. Uh uh, festive with icing. It is in, it's worth watching the episode just to see her work. She's making 28 hanging biscuits, which she really wants to put in a lot of decorations. Uh, Manon's also doing a Christmas party. Hers is great gaps, Gatsby. She's doing art deco, which also turns out like a phenomenal looking, uh, Tonka bean is even going in there. I do not have the patience and the uh, accuracy or whatever that these bakers have. Uh, 
Yeah, she talks about what she's learned from using tonka bean before. Terry's, uh, his dough's wet already. It's like uh, he's throwing the biggest Christmas party he can, 12 days of Christmas. Uh, Paul goes, you're going to make, okay, 12, 11, 10, 9, circuit, circuit, circling down. He goes, that's a lot of biscuits, 78 characters. Uh, he goes, yeah, I got to get to work. Uh, uh, he's using two different flavors of biscuits, cinnamon, clove, and pepper, and then allspice and vanilla. And he has plans to decorate all 78. And they say, Terry, rein it in, man. And he goes, well, I'm making my maids and milking. Uh, so my number eight, uh, down to maids and milking. Uh, then they do an overhead shot of the tent. Paul's reading the Liverpool Dic- English Dictionary. Or not Paul, I'm sorry, Noel. And he's saying, without uh, Prue here, I have to do some Liverpoolian uh, uh, to learn to speak Paul. Uh, narky, is that right? Uh, uh, state of irritation. Uh, and then they say one hour left. Uh, everybody's putting stuff in the oven and popping up. Uh, Terry's talking about how his summit has already burnt. Then the stru- structures are starting to get assembled. Uh, like even the, they say, okay, you can put it on plastic, but the whole plastic has to be wrapped, wrapped totally. Like the whole, all, the whole, the plastic has to be wrapped in biscuit. Uh, uh, let's see if it weren't complicated enough planning all the structures, dangly bits, uh, plastic covered in bishop, bi- bi- biscuits, uh, plastic covered in bishops. Uh, okay. They're going to Ruby, but I'm not there yet. Uh, the TV got ahead of me, so uh, thin, no love, uh, everyone's hanging stuff. Uh, Ruby's making a peacock sandalier. Uh, it's going to be, uh, it's supposed to be sandwich biscuits with a ganache, and they say, well, it's pretty warm. Uh, and she goes, I think it'll be fine. I left it at my place hanging overnight, and it worked out. Uh, and they say, was it for cold in your place? And she goes, yeah. Um, uh, huh. Briny's making a turmeric latte uh, chandelier, which is perfect. That's like what you're supposed to drink at bedtime. I mean, without coffee, but like uh, that's what like uh, it's one of those drinks, golden milk, I think they call it. And they said, just when we thought it couldn't get any weirder, Paul even has this blank look on his face, uh, and her hands are turning very yellow from the turmeric. Uh, Rahul, he's uh, working on a whole plan, uh, heading east, as Sandy says, uh, Durja Puha party. He goes, this is a mother goddess. Uh, it's a cardamom. Uh, it's a, sort of like a, from a Hindu festival. It's going to have all these different shaped biscuits. Uh, how many biscuits? 150. They say, what? He goes, yeah, I know. And Paul says, 150 biscuits. And he says, yeah, I'm going to try my best and see how far I can get. Then they do another exterior shot. And uh, then Sandy's having like a tart, uh, or she has a tray of tarts uh, that are unrelated to the competition. And Paul or uh, Noel pretends he's dressed as Prue. And she says, so you're halfway through. And everyone's trying to see. The, Terry says, time's evaporating. 
uh, out of the oven sequence and a cooling sequence. Ba- Briny's uh, biscuits have a weird crack. Uh, Ruby's gla- gla- glasses are fogged up. Uh, and somebody says, I've lost count. Uh, oh, she's lost count of how many biscuits. But it's like, cool. Her, yeah, her glasses are fogged. Uh, uh, then there's a decorating sequence. Dan's using synthetic apple, uh, synthetic assistance. Uh, uh, Kim Joy is doing some amazing piping. Three exclamation points. Wet on wet technique Dan's using on his icing. Uh, Briny's got a little psychedelic thing going. Uh, Noel is testing Raul something. We'll see. Uh, Let's see, we're watching, right now we're doing the dance, wet on wet technique, which really is beautiful. Uh, it's like very feathery. He's using a fan. Uh, Terry's behind, of course. Uh, 21 biscuits still to make. He hasn't decorated yet. Psychedelic disco. That's what Brianies are looking like. Paul's staring at Terry. Terry says, don't worry, Paul. It's going to look better. Oh, yes. So Noel's eating Raul's biscuits and saying, huh, these are pretty good. I don't even know what cardamom is. Uh, uh, okay, so then where we go back. Uh, oh, Karen takes something out of her oven and she loses uh, loses something that breaks. Terry's burnt his biscuits. Uh, there's half an hour left. Uh, Showtime. So then we do the assembly, which is terrifying, trying to hang these biscuits. Uh, uh, and there's music and stress as everyone's running around, putting stuff together, saying showtime, ribbons, rope. Uh, everyone even has a little stand set up at their thing. A terrifying task. There's some alliteration. Assembling the delicate chandeliers, uh, making sure all of it hangs equally. And... Uh, Kim Joy's making her icicles. Uh, oh, fishing. Uh, some people are using ribbons. Some people are using fishing line. I said, wow, even that would be hard. Uh, Raul's biscuits are a little soft, he says. Uh, Karen says, oh boy, this is some pressure here. And uh, keep going. John's biscuits break. He's stressed. Ganache let me down. Ruby says five minutes uh, tight on time. Terry's turtle dove uh, loses its. Uh, my turtle dove uh, it has a, cr- a crick in its neck. Uh, uh, then they say, I, th- I don't know who says it. I think Sandy says, will, like with John's, it's not going well. She says, will little girl's dreams turn into a grown man's nightmare? Ruby gives up on sandwiching. Uh, seven maids left. Uh, assembly. The time is up. Step away. Ruby looks at Raul. So she goes, you are so annoyingly good. Uh, then we go outside, we see ducks, then it's a judgment time. Manon, they say, looks amazing. Manon, Manon, come on, Manon, Manon, Manon. Sorry, Manon. Uh, all the same shade, the checkerboard. Then they say, wow, this checkerboard technique, which way, which one did you use? But then her checkerboards start falling. 
They say, not much spice, Paul says, but very impressive. Uh, Dan's butterflies for Constance, kaleidoscope, uh, pattern is exquisite. The taste, uh, no cinnamon, it tastes synthetic. Uh, let's see, then they go to Ruby's, who they, they say beautifully baked. Uh, let's see, something else, though, something delicate. Uh, let me see, he says, uh, peacock chandelier. She goes, Yeah, I didn't get the sandwiches. Uh, just like you said, he takes a bite. He goes, yeah, cardamom is delicious. Beautifully baked biscuits, so triple alliteration. Rahul, uh, great sugar work, beautiful. Time was against you, though, so you couldn't get a finish, but the flavor melts in your mouth. The butter and the biscuits, uh, colors are good. I mean, the piping, even. He says it's a bit messy in places, but... Uh, I mean, holy cow, 150 biscuits. Uh, he's always so intense, man. Cardamom melts in your mouth. Uh, biscuit butter in the biscuits is beautiful with a little bit of blossom. So that's a lot of bees. Karen's, they say, looks chunky. Uh, there's something weird in there. Uh, flavor. Yeah, there's a Karen even makes a joke. Uh, Let's see. Yeah. Taste it. Karen opens her eyes. Oh, the licorice and t- cardamom together tastes like ginger. But maybe you need a, a pure liter- licorice. Uh, Brian, he says, curious texture. Uh, getting a little clove, the turmeric, it's unusual. Uh, so then, Kim Joy, exquisite piping in detail. Uh, clever, good spices, classic warmth, uh, gorgeous, well thought through. I mean, like hers, like it's almost like a painting, some of her piping work, uh, on these like almost like Christmas ornament type things of like these winter scenes. Uh, Terry, did you finish it? Some are burnt, quite bland. And they say, well, your idea was good, but you took on too much. Uh, then they say, John, yours is a bit, uh, uh, messy. It's buttery, delicate. Uh, uh, as far as flavor, uh, something. I guess I got to read it because I can't read my handwriting. Apologies, but uh, just a fact of the thing. Uh, yeah, took on far too much cherry. Here's John's. Bit messy. Needs finishing off. Uh, he splits his with the marshmallow, tastes it, while focusing. Uh, cinnamon is the king here. It's really like a shortbread, uh, such a delicate buttery biscuit. If I was blindfolded, oh, it would have been fantastic. And they say, cheers, thanks, John. Then we see stressed faces, two people who are leaving. Uh, then they have uh, Terry comment on Paul before they announce it. Uh, or is this after they announce it? This is like, yeah, first they do the, the tease up. Yeah, it'll be a big jump going from nine to seven. Brian, says, I think I'm okay. Paul, uh, Terry says, Paul is a diplomatic gentleman. Very kind, actually. Uh, John says I could do better. Hopefully, uh, I did enough of my flavors to get me through. 
Karen says, uh, she says, she says, I'm going home. Uh, of course, no doubt about it. And we see the ducks in the river Creek. Uh, they go, okay, who's going to be, oh, then there's a the table talk. Yeah, Miss Heaven Peru here. They say, uh, yeah, like, uh, Miss T-Talk, uh, who's the first? Rahul, Kim Joy. You want us to help? Paul goes, yeah, no, I don't want any help. Uh, then we have the bakers in a row. They say, well done. This is a fragrant success. Star bakers, Kim Joy. Uh, as they say then, and they go, yeah, there's two people leaving, Karen and Terry, and there's sad music. There's tears. There's hugs. And there's really, like, let's get to the talking heads because, uh, it's actually beautiful. Like both Sari and Karen, uh, I really wanted to hug them. Uh, really like a grounded emotional moment to close episode. Karen says, yeah, I've had a crazy few weeks here. And, uh, she goes outside of having your family. Like, uh, it's, this is a per- big personal achievement. Uh, you know, I don't think anything other than my family's going to top this, uh, and Terry's trying to keep it together, but once he's alone, he's, you know, he says, she's like, this is just something he goes, yeah, I said I wouldn't get upset. Uh, and he's just got these, like, beautiful eyes. Uh, uh, so he says, geez, uh, he goes, when you're on your own, because he, he just talks about loss, uh, he gives everybody a big hug. He goes, uh, I don't know. It's just, he tells this personal story, and he goes that, that like this really helped him. This uh, gave him something to focus on. And he says how much he's going to miss everybody. I met some lovely people. I'm sure we'll keep in touch for a long time. And he goes, this has been a big help for me. Uh, a big help. Uh, and he goes, I'll remember for a long time. And, yeah, and then we give him more hugging goodbye. And Terry says, I won't stop baking. I'll look for more adventurous projects uh, in a bigger time frame. And Karen says, no baking for a bit. I'm going to take a break. Uh, everybody compliments Kim Joy. She's happy. She's got a, a cupcake pin on and another pin I can't quite see. Oh, book maybe? And she goes, this was, I didn't think it would be this week. It was Spice Week, but... Uh, she goes, it makes me feel like I've learned things, and it's nice, uh, but then I feel like pressure's on for me next week, so I'm going to have to practice a lot. And it closes out. Uh, and I guess there isn't a post credit sequence like I imagined or I accidentally saw, but that's the end of uh, Spice Week. Uh, good night.